Hello, and welcome back to the Raven Conversations podcast, the show where we bring you the news and the happenings around the Washington National Guard, as well as in-depth conversations with the folks that make it all happen. You, I'm Jason Kreiss, and your ears do not deceive you. That is new music we have for the show. A while ago, I asked my brother, Matthew Tomaszewski, who is an accomplished DJ and musician in the uh, Chicagoland area, to create some original music for the show, and I have to say that we're quite pleased with it, so big thank you to him for doing that for us. Well, guys, we made it. It's 2019. I mean, really, where does the time go? We hope that you all had a wonderful holiday season and that you've spent some quality time with your loved ones. With the passing of the new year comes the turning of a new chapter. Around this time, most people make New Year's resolutions, little changes in their everyday lives to help them achieve a goal or to improve their overall quality of life. They can be small, incremental changes, or they can be bold, large, and daring. For many of us, one of those resolutions will inevitably be to get healthy you know, to exercise more or to just get up and move around more often. But whether your resolution is to eat more vegetables, put down your phone and get off social media more, or to travel to that far off destination you've been dreaming of, New Year's resolutions can oftentimes be difficult to keep. Sometimes all we need is a little help from our friends and our coworkers. You know, someone to be by your side someone to keep us keep us accountable and on track. Well, on today's show, Sarah Morris and I sit down with two people in our organization who are making strides to spread the joy of healthy living and exercising. That's right. Master Sergeant Samantha Stewart is a retention office manager in the 194th wing in the Air National Guard, and she is also a certified yoga instructor. She holds a one-hour yoga session in Building 109, the 194th wing auditorium every Wednesday at 11.15. The classes are free and open to service members and Camp Murray employees. So if you find yourself wanting to get up and move around during your duty day, just head on over to the 194th Wing Auditorium and attend a class. We also talk with First Lieutenant Crosby Keller. He is an air battle manager at the 225th Air Defense Squadron in the Western Air Defense Sector. He is also an avid ultra runner. Most people think of long-distance running in terms of a marathon or 26.2 miles. Ultra running goes even further, 50, 100, even 200 miles. Sarah is an ultra runner herself, and boy, did they have a lot to talk about. So enjoy the show, and we hope that these talks inspire you to take on your New Year's resolutions with renewed vigor and to passionately pursue new and creative ways to improve your quality of life. All right. Um, Master Sergeant Samantha Stewart with the Recruiting and Retention um, 194th Wing here in Camp Murray. Uh, thanks for coming in. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Excited to be here. Cool. The reason why we asked you to come in and talk with us today is because you do uh, yoga mm-hmm. for who? For everybody or? Yeah, for everybody. Um, So I've practiced yoga for a really long time. And then in January, I got my 200 hour yoga certification so that I could actually teach it. Um, And when I came back from there, I noticed a flyer in our wing building offering free yoga classes. So I reached out to the JSS, uh, Mrs. Hawkman. I don't know if you have met her. She's a pleasure, wonderful person. Yeah, so she said, um, I asked if they needed other people to help teach, and she recommended that I 
go to the class that they have. Um, a gentleman named Jamie, he usually teaches them through the Veterans Yoga Association. So I went there, kind of talked with him, and then we established another day to do yoga. So I teach every Wednesday at the 194th Wing Auditorium at 11.15, Building 109. So anybody can come in and, yep. and join you? Yes, sir. Everybody. Do they need to have any kind of yoga experience? Not at all. A lot of the people who actually show up have never done yoga before. Um, so we keep it very, very basic, very beginner, intermediate. Um, I try to be really, you know, specific about <laughs> what we're doing and stuff. So everyone seems to enjoy it. So. What type of yoga is it? Um, and I'm certified in Hatha yoga, but um, it's kind of just like vinyasa flow type yoga, so. I didn't know there were specific different kinds of yoga. Yeah, there's a lot of different types. Um, but really what I, what I like to do is um, try brain yoga. So there's a, uh, we imagine incorporated, Elizabeth Markey's the founder of it, and she does a lot of neuro leadership and brain-based coaching. So I did that for about a year. And then um, shortly after getting my certification, she asked if I wanted to partner um, and be a West Side partner, uh, West Coast partner for Tri-Brain Yoga. So what that is, is that's actually incorporating the neuroscience of your three brains, head, heart, and gut, with the practice of yoga. We, we obviously have our cognitive brains, which are amazing tools, what sets us apart, uh, but they've also scientifically proven that our gut and our hearts are actually brains. Um, and the way that scientists can deem them brains uh, has to fit three criteria. They have to be able to produce neurons, to store memory, um, and even learn. So uh, our guts and our hearts are actually able to do that. So usually with a tri-brain yoga class, we integrate some type of scientific knowledge of one or all three of the brains and how they connect together, and then tie that into the practice that we're doing um, just so that you can kind of have that knowledge and understanding and then actually experience it and kind of gives the practice a little bit more more meaning and intention. So, and then you can take that off the mat into your daily lives. So that's something that I try to do here <laughs> through the military, um, kind of share that information with the students and it seems to, seems to be great. So what's the benefits of yoga? Like why should I, why should I do this? Good question. So let a lot of people <laughs> ask. <laughs> um, there's there's a lot of different benefits of yoga, and it really just depends, I guess, on what you're looking to get out of it. I mean, obviously, there's the the physical aspect of it, of you know, stretching and <coughs> exercise, and um, you wouldn't really think it, but it is a it's a good workout. And when you're holding a pose or a posture for a long period of time, it really does cause you to work um, internally and externally. So um, the physical aspect. Um, just the quiet aspect, I was kind of drawn to yoga just because anytime I did yoga, I felt very, almost like if you meditate or you have a really good nap, <laughs> you know, you just feel kind of like refreshed and revived. And um, so I, I was really drawn to it that way because especially nowadays with work and school and kids and everything else, it's hard to find time to just be quiet. I mean, unless you're laying down to go to sleep you don't really have that time, and yoga kind of provided that time. And then scientifically, there's a lot of benefits internally with your mind-body connection. The biggest thing with yoga is the breath, um, which you would think like, yeah, I 
breathe all day. It's not that hard. <laughs> um, but the breath and movement of yoga actually helps balance your automatic nervous system, which controls pretty much everything in your body. So practicing yoga, you kind of just get into, if you practice it consistently, you can take that practice off the mat right. into real life. So, you know, on average, I'm very impatient while I'm driving. Yes. Nobody's driving as well as I am, <laughs> you know, and I find myself being a little more um, reactive versus responsive. So practicing yoga helps me a lot in that aspect of my life as far as just, you know, taking a minute, taking a breath and then kind of responding versus reacting. Um. I've heard of hot yoga. What's what's mm -hmm. the difference? What's that? I mean, it's like yoga in a really hot room. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've uh, I've done hot yoga a few times. It's nice, especially here, since it's so freezing all the time, um, just to feel really warm. But um, really, the thing behind hot yoga is it allows for your muscles to relax, so you get kind of more of a deeper stretch. Um, so they do caution that you're a little more careful with hot yoga, obviously being really hydrated and um, just listening to your body. I mean, anytime you do yoga, you want to listen to your body and if you're straining it or it's painful or you're like, I probably shouldn't be doing this posture, it's, it's important to just kind of. So you t you're saying the word posture a lot. Um, oh, mm -hmm. So that's, that's my understanding of yoga is like all these different poses mm -hmm. and you're just in all these weird pretzel like configurations <laughs> with your body sometimes and I'm just like what does I mean what what's the difference between all these different poses and is it mostly like core stability working that kind of thing yeah or is that how it so I mean th there's different postures or poses that you do in yoga and it's usually like a flow or like a sequence so you usually there's different ways to kind of move in and out of those postures. Um, a lot of times you pick um, an intention or a posture that you wanna base a class around um, just so you can kind of work up to that specific posture. Depending on what the posture is, um, you know, it can help with balance. You know, if you're doing type of balancing poses, it could help with strength, you know, in the core and the legs or the arms, whatever you're kind of focusing on. Um, and then internally, any type of like twists or inversions can kind of help, you know, your digestive system or actually your heart rate, blood pressure, things like that. So there's kind of a wide variety of benefits to, to almost all of the, the postures. So, um, Being in the military, we have uh, people that have deployed and mm -hmm. been in combat. Is, do you see any, is there any benefits for, for like recovering soldiers and airmen who have, you know, sustained wounds or some, you know, not visible wounds, you know, mm -hmm. how to, is, does yoga help with that? Oh, absolutely. Um, I think, you know, yoga is a practice where it just provides space, you know, and sometimes it's hard to sit in that space with yourself for internally or external injuries, whatever the case is. Um, but uh, the benefits are amazing for that. Um, and I'm actually, in January, I'll be attending the veteran yoga training, which specifically focuses on PTSD, resiliency, um, training of that aspect. If people want to uh, join you mm -hmm. for these every Wednesdays, yep, every how do Wednesday. they get in, get in contact with you? Um, so they can email me 
if they would like, they can call me. I mean, my stuff is on the global. Um, you don't mind if I put your no, email not at all. phone number in the, yeah. in the show notes? Email, phone number. Um, okay. I also do have a yoga Instagram. It's at Samantha Stewart Yoga and a Facebook. Um, so they can connect with me through any of those. Yeah. Awesome. So I'll put links in the show notes. Awesome. To where they'll be able to tap on it and get all the information they need. Yeah, that'd be great. I mean, try it once. Yeah. <laughs> Never know. Who knows? Maybe you'll see. Yeah. Try it. Yeah. <laughs> it, try it once, depending on <laughs> your experience and the place. You know, because the place and the teacher and all that kind of stuff yeah. really, yeah. really makes the experience. So. Nice. All right, well Thanks for having me. Yeah. yeah. I really for appreciate being here. it. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Be sure to follow us on social media. Stay up to date on all the cool events, stories, photos, and videos happening around the Washington National Guard. If you have a question, have a comment, or just want to say hi, send us a DM, PM, tweet at us, whatever, and we'll answer you. We also love to share and collaborate. Send us the photos or videos you take at Drill or AT, and we'll tag you. Are you an active Instagrammer? Well, you might be a perfect candidate to take over our account. Send us a message, and we'll set something up. To find us, do a search for WA National Guard. That's W-A National Guard, and look for the blue check mark. Washington is earthquake country. Are you prepared? Earthquakes can create a series of big waves called tsunamis. Do you know your evacuation routes or how long it takes for you to reach high ground safely? Learn how to protect yourself from a tsunami. Check with your local emergency manager or visit mil.wa.gov tsunami. Before disaster strikes, get two weeks ready. Make a plan. Build a kit. Become involved. Be a preparedness champion. All right, so we're with First Lieutenant Crosby Keller, and you're an air battle manager at the 225th Air Defense Squadron yes. and an ultra runner. I am, yes. And so um, we're going to talk a little bit about ultra running. I am also an ultra runner, and Jason is anti-running, <laughs> uh, I guess, except for when mandatory. Yeah. I just like to do fast Short sprints. There we go. That's what I like to and do. And I prefer long, slow. Mm-hmm. You're a little fast. You're like more like a long, fast kind of guy. Getting there. I, I'm yeah. working on it, yeah. I'd like yeah. to be faster, but working on it. Yeah. Okay, so you've run 200-mile races. Yes. One 24-hour race mm -hmm. where you ended up with 100 miles. I did, yeah, at the POW run. At the POW run, and that was at McCord? It was on McCord, yeah. They do the uh, POW week, and right. so one of those is a 24-hour remembrance run, and so my goal was just to go out there and do uh, 100 miles yeah. uh, for the whole event. You mean you didn't want to do 163 miles? Like they did the like, other day Like in they Phoenix. just did yeah. the other day in uh, Phoenix? No. <laughs> uh, I, I do have a goal for next year already, but uh, no, not quite 160 yet. So yeah. I, I'll get there maybe, but probably not. Probably not. <laughs> Those guys are on a yeah. different league. They're, they're insane. Yeah. Um, so that's the world record for the females right now, in yeah. a 100-mile race on a track, 163 miles Pretty in 24 nice. hours. Yeah, <laughs> she's averaging like low eights. Yeah, low eight she, her average pace was an time. eight, ten miles. That's with stops. Like, it's crazy. Camille Heron's in that. Yeah. Okay, like when you when you do these and you stop, how, how long is your rest? Well, this was my first one. Uh, so I really didn't have like a plan from there. It was just, just get 124 hours. Um, I have a different goal for next year, and I'll, I can talk about that too uh, for the one coming up in September. But uh, it was just whenever I kind of needed to. Initially, while the sun was up, my plan was to uh, break every 10 miles for no more than 10 minutes. Uh, just refuel with some water, maybe change my shirt if it was sweaty or whatever. 
Um, at the nighttime, I expected to like take a 30 or 40 minute break here and there, just whatever. Uh, I didn't care how fast I ran the 100, I just wanted to do the 100. Um, and so I did that, but for those, for the 24 hour events, um, you get guys that are really competitive and it's, it's five minutes or less because they're like, my stuff's right there so I can stop if I need to. Uh, so for my next, for the next one, that's kind of my plan is I, I plan to no break more than 10 minutes at each time I need to and then just kind of go from there. And then uh, right now I'm looking at trying to do maybe 120 miles on that one. Okay. Um, and so maybe every 10 miles while the sun's up and then maybe every five miles once the sun goes down just because it gets a little weird. It becomes more of a mental thing, yeah. you know, once that kind of hits, you know, it drops maybe 10, 15 degrees, but that feels so much harder on the body because you're just dehydrated, depleted, and just tired, and your mind's like, you need to stop. So everything hurts for no reason. But as soon as the sun came back up, like, I was having some leg pain at one point. As soon as the sun came up, like, I felt totally fine. I was back, to, I was doing seven minute miles on my last, probably six miles. You could see the light. And the it end just was felt near. fine. But yeah. in the middle of the night, like, I was walking at points because everything hurt, and it was just right. weird. But, that is, yeah. like, literally my one mile pace while I'm doing <laughs> a two mile run. Seven yeah. minutes. I kind of hold Maybe my... Maybe a little bit longer, but holy cow. Yeah, my... I'm like, how do you hold that for an extended... Well, you usually don't hold it the whole time. There's yeah. There, so, yeah, the, the highs and lows of ultra for running, sure. right? So you start off super pumped. <laughs> this is going to be great. Yeah. Everything's firing. You have to pull it back even. Yeah, yeah you, kinda well, you kind of like tell yourself, like, maybe we should slow down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, Because, you know, I still have so far to go and your training runs, you don't ever run that distance in training. So no. you don't really know how it's going to go. And then normally, yeah. somewhere in the middle, there's like always like a, a super low point <laughs> where like everything hurts, you're dying, why did you do yeah, this? You question life decisions. Yeah, like, you're like, I'm Don't I think my stupid. kids don't like me anymore, things like that. Yeah, there's some, there's some bad so, moments. So, so are you kind of lost in your own thoughts while you're doing this? Oh. So, so it's For sure. Like it, it varies on like, I'll listen to podcasts, I'll listen yes. to music, uh, I try to link up with people and just start like a meeting yeah, conversation, you know, like just to introduce yourself. Mm. I usually try to do that because that kind of finds its way into like, an hour, two hour conversations yeah. and that just blows the time away and you and feel I, much better. And, I know for yeah. us when we did, so I just did a 50 miler in November and when we were on the trail, mm -hmm. we would have people like, you start doing, a lot of us started to do some intervals in the middle just to make, make sure mm -hmm. we were, you know, taking care not to overextend ourselves because we knew we still had quite a few miles to put in and um, you would pass some people and then they would start walk or then you would start walking and they would pass you mm -hmm. then they would start walking and you would pass them so we would play games of tag and we'd be gotcha. like tag yeah. you're it or whatever or you a leapfrog type, yeah, yeah or you stop and have a, a conversation with someone who's you know maybe running your same pace when you're running and fascinating stories it's interesting yeah one yeah. of my uh, a good friend of mine now uh, I I've seen him one time and it was at a trail run. That was it. We were still talking like Facebook and social media and you know, we text all the time now. Uh, but my first 100 mile actually, we were, I was about, I met him at an aid station. We were 13 in. Uh, and then I was like, hey man, you just want to kind of run together? Like we're kind of staying near each other. He's like, yeah, sure. We talked about like what is our goal and that kind of helped us gauge on like how fast we both should be going or whatever. And then uh, we ended up staying together out of that 100, uh, 53 miles of it. For yeah. the rest, for like that was it until about miles 65, 67. And then wow. I hit a really low point. I was like, dude, just go ahead. I'll feel better in a little bit, you know. And uh, and then I did, and I ended up catching him and passing him near the last like 10 miles, anyways. But 
Uh, it's just the way that it, it yeah. kind of works out. It's a little weird, but yeah, we're still like really good friends because, and he lives in Georgia. He's nowhere near here, so. Yeah. And they they tell you <coughs> not to wear headphones and stuff like yeah. that on the trail, and actually encourage you to interact yeah. with the other yeah. runners on the trail. And yeah, it, most people are running at yeah. a pace that they can talk during yeah. because you have to keep go yeah. like you you're yeah. gonna be yeah. going. <laughs> yeah, the pros are probably pushing it a little harder, but even yeah. some of those guys are kind of more chatty, and so some of those elites that you'll see, I mean. They're averaging 60 mile. Some trail races, you know, altitude change dependent and all that, but uh, I mean, they could be anywhere from doing eight minute miles, you know, on on their pace where I'll be like, yeah, I need to hold around the 10, you know, and things like that. So, yeah. I, I got I got to ask, what got you into this? Where did it all start? So I was a track guy as a kid, like fifth grade through high school. Like I ran 100 meter tournament. Like I did not care for like two laps around a track. I was like, this sucks. I don't want to do this. And it's only half a mile, uh, but that's just what I was. I was a fast kid, and that's what I liked doing. Um, and then, you know, I got out, I, you know, did some college and got in the military, was prior enlisted. And uh, for a little while, I was just doing five or six miles, you know, maybe four times a week. Just kind of got up to it. I was like, oh, right, you know, it's good for weight maintenance and just general health, you know, all that stuff. Um, and then I built up to a point where I was like, I can run a half marathon, you know, just because uh, it wasn't a big deal, but I wasn't doing anything for time. like maybe two and a half hours, I just didn't really care. Uh, so after I commissioned, uh, I got back up to Washington. This is about four years ago. Um, I was like, you know, I'm gonna sign up for a marathon. I do all this, you know, maybe five days a week of running. It'd be good just to s put it towards something to just finish. Well, I'm working nights uh, and I started watching YouTube videos because I was looking up like training stuff because I was like, ah, I don't know much about distance stuff, so I'll figure this out. Uh, and I came across a guy, a ginger runner actually. Yes, so good. Came across this guy, he goes by the ginger runner, his name's Ethan Newberry, he lives in Seattle. Mm -hmm. uh, but he puts these videos out, and at the time he was doing mostly like him running type things, and he does like gear reviews. Anyways, uh, he's just an average guy. I mean, probably 5'9", I think he's like 200 pounds, you know, not out of shape, just an average guy, and he's out there running like 50, 60 miles, not in any kind of like speed or whatever. I'm like, dude, if this guy can do it, I'm gonna try one. I live, you know, Lacey near these great trails at Capitol Forest. I was like, I'm gonna give it a try. So I just, before I, I had a marathon in um, June signed up, this is like January, I was found this 50K in March and I was like, well, it's only four more miles. I can get ready for that, right. but it's on trails. So I went out and I ran, uh, my first training run is like a 14 mile trail run. And I was like, all right, well, I'm hooked. This is awesome, right? Cause it's just quiet, Beautiful. it's gorgeous. It's, <laughs> Yeah. Nothing out here. It's kind of nice. And so since then, I've been kind of hooked. That was about four years ago. Um, and then, so for the first year, I kind of took it as like, I just want to see what I can finish, you know, and I got up to a 50 miler. And then about a, the next year, I ended up with a deployment. So it's gone for about, you know, nine months with spin ups and all this other stuff. So I didn't do a whole lot for that. And then I came back, I was like, well, I can do this 100K. So, because I'd signed up for one of those, I was like, well, if I can finish that, I can probably do a 100 miler. It's only only 35 more miles, this right? Is, this is the ultra so runner problem. It yeah. just, it's like, just, I just can probably a do more. a yeah. little more. And so I ran my first 100 miler uh, over that summer uh, about two years ago now. Um, and I was like, all right, well, this isn't too bad. Now I want to work on, let's see how fast I can kind of get this. I don't know that I want to do much past 100, uh, to be honest, because it's... You're not going to be in that 200 mile club. <laughs> I don't club. think so. I don't know that I really want to do that. There's some good ones local. There really are. There's some amazing stuff out there. Uh, I'd gladly volunteer. I don't know that... <laughs> I say that now, but in like four years, I could be like, well, might as well try it. 
Um, well, I think the average age, too, is a little more middle-aged, so yeah, who knows sure. how you'll feel. Yeah, who knows? So I was like, you know what, I can do this 100, and I didn't do too bad. My first 100-miler was, um, was one in Colorado, and I was like, I'm just going to do 100-miler and see, you know, but I'm going to give it everything. So I've got uh, altitude, I have all this climbing. It was 30,000 feet of climbing, 30,000 feet of descent. Average elevation is like 11,000 feet. It's like, I'm just going to see what I can do on this and just... Sky racing. That's it what was, I call it. It was really tough, yeah. I mean, we crested 14,000 feet once, and then you, you stay above 13 for like nine straight miles one time, and it was just awful. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I loved it, and I came in like ninth place, and I was like, you know, I'm not too bad at this. Let me try and like work on it a little bit more. And yeah. so last year I decided, all right, I'm going to do work on putting in a ton of base miles for the year did another 100 miler and worked on that stuff and did pretty well. And so this year I'm gonna work on like working, getting faster at it. So uh, try and do, my goal this year is 3000 miles in training plus doing more speed work to kind of get ready for whatever. Just just to competitive myself, like there's no way I'm gonna go pro or anything like that. Like those right. guys are just on a different level, but. So uh, going into that, how do you fit your training <coughs> in with your job? Because you are on weird shifts. We we are so, and, and we vary a lot, unfortunately, you know, crazily. So sometimes I'll be on like Monday through Friday for a month, and then sometimes we're working like two on, three off, and that helps it because then on those days off I can go long. Yeah, I can focus on like okay, well for two hours today I can do you know an hour and twenty minute run plus you know proper warm ups, proper cool downs, you know stretching, you know all that stuff. I can get a long run in. Um, it, it just it just depends, you know, I, a lot of treadmill, unfortunately, you know, which stinks is we'll do night shifts and I can't leave the building. So luckily we have access to like a little gym in our building. Um, so treadmills, you know, f we'll, we'll take turns in the sections that we're in and go, okay, for these three hours, you got it for these three hours. So when I'm not sitting, I might go down for like two hours and go, all right, I'm going to do 10, 12 miles on the treadmill. I'll turn the incline really high, high up. I'll right. turn it down. I'll vary the speeds just to keep it interesting. I'll run stairs for a little bit and uh, change it up that way. The good thing about that is it forces me to go, you know what, I've already got weights here. I should be doing weights and squats right. and stuff. So, um, but on my days off, uh, it helps like on those weird crew days because then I can go to Capitol Forest and get 18 miles in and it takes me about uh, three hours-ish depending upon which route I take of you know elevation change and everything right. but um it's not so bad obvious question is what's your favorite food oh uh how do you how do you feel <laughs> feel i guess um before during and after uh waffles are my absolute so yeah it's my absolute favorite uh it is definitely my go-to uh it is my pre-race meal uh the night before um I don't do like a lot of pasta the night before just because sauce might sit weird the next day. You just never know. You know, even if you don't have a problem, like you've got a long day ahead of you. Like I can manage, you know, stomach issues for a couple do hours. Sauce. But you know, I do a really rich dinner. Yeah. Like a kind of a decadent. Oh, there you go. Because I feel like it stays, it stays longer. Yeah. I, I do the waffles and I'll add and I smash up bananas and chocolate chips yeah. and I throw that in there. So good. Uh, the post-race type stuff, uh, pizza. I love. Yeah. Love pizza. Like if I had a to get rid of, of anything on my diet, I could pizza not and do. Pizza beer for you. Yeah, I could not do pizza. There's no way I could not get rid of it. And then during, what's your what's your go-to stuff? Is um, there something you have to have? Nothing I probably have to have. The easy things actually. Uh, Costco muffins are <laughs> actually pretty good. 
they hold together well. I can kind of like pack them in, a, I can cut them in half and put them in um, snack size sandwich bags. Yeah. And I can put them in a drop bag so you can put bags at aid stations ready for you and I can just oh grab gosh. it, throw it in my gear. Yeah. It's and nice as I'm like walking that. away or doing a long uphill, you know, you're walking at points, I can take it out, chew on that, and it's pretty easy to get in, digest, and they're like, Semi-processed, right? There's tons of sugars and stuff in it too, which is great. Um, yeah, no, also we don't care bread. about any of the food. Like whatever you feel You're like eating, you just eat it. Okay. The um, aid station food is the best yeah. in ultras. Is there like a fav? Is there like a favorite aid station find that you? Yeah, uh, I don't eat them generally uh, until like that happens, and it's usually things like Oreos, just yes. because I don't eat cookies a whole whole lot things like that I mean I don't I have a sweet tooth and I love desserts but I don't eat you know I try to like be smart about what I eat with that um, but yeah I'll get to those I'm like you know I just don't care right now salted like, potato have salted you ever potatoes. had the salted potato? pickles people don't oh, people pickles. do and if that's a love hate one in the ultras they're like don't drink pickle juice because I think it's gross but but it's great but for when you're yeah, like, muscles oh, and stuff actually yeah and they taste so good it's weird mile yeah. 20 mile 30 yeah yeah, pickles. But we had salted potatoes, I mm -hmm. think, at 38, mile 38. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, they were so soft. Yeah. Was the magic that was saved magic. me. <laughs> the magic that saved me on that one in Colorado, I hit an aid station, I hit a really low point. Uh, it turned, I mean, I was behind on nutrition, but I hit this like long 13, or about eight mile stretch at like 13,000 feet. So. That was the only effect I saw at altitude was I would get a little nauseous and it's hard right. for me to eat. So I made the aid station and they were making pierogies. And it was the first time I'd ever had one out there. And I was like, I need this in my life. And I just probably powered through like 10 of them. <laughs> and then I was like, what? I gotta get out of here. And I felt great. It was just an immediate turnaround. You know, we had one aid station was giving out un Uncrustables. The oh little yeah. Yeah, sandwiches, yeah, yeah. The PB&J. Man, that un I've never had such a good PB&J yeah. sandwich in my life. I'll go through those two, <laughs> just the bread and the peanut. Those yeah. are really easy to take, too, because yeah. they start frozen and they get softer yeah, in your pack. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. I haven't done those. Just uh, in case I'm gonna you're interested. <laughs> I'm going to experiment with something probably on the next one and see what happens with it. But I also heard some um, something that happens to people when they're like at altitude and have been going for 75-plus miles do you s happen to hallucinate That's or see funny. any kind of visions um while you've been doing this? I, i've heard a lot of people happen i i've only had the one because i've only done the one really at altitude um most of the time a lot of people you think it's like for sleep deprivation and stuff like that and some of it is but for that one was i think it was a combination of a lot of stuff like i was tired i was a little behind and the only thing i saw was it was a little weird it wasn't too bad was um so my buddy and i that guy i was talking about um we were running, <coughs> and I was uh, ahead of him, and we were, but you're only separate about like, you know, 15 feet, whatever. So we're out, and it's dark. It's about 2 in the morning-ish, maybe, maybe a little earlier. Regardless, there's like a clearing to the right. You know, you've got headlamps, so you can't really see a whole lot, but you can kind of look over, and our headlamps flash, and we could see what looked like eyes out there, right? There's pretty high, so we're pretty sure it was uh, elk or something in a tree branch, so it wasn't anything low to the ground. We were concerned about it, like a mountain lion or things so we're like oh, okay it's either a really really tall deer or probably like a moose I mean um, so we're like okay so we're moving and what felt for me at like 10 minutes later is probably like a minute uh, I looked back over and I saw probably like 20 sets of those and I was like hey man do you see that and he's like see what and I was like it looks <laughs> like there's like 20 sets of eyes out there and he was like no dude 
there's nothing there. And I was like, we need to make an aid station. And then, but that was it. It wasn't too crazy. I've okay. seen other, I've heard other stories of people like, thought they were getting attacked by like 30 rattlesnakes and just like I laying on the too, ground. Like, and, like, oh my gosh. At some points, wow. it's just like everything's playing yeah, at tricks. the same time. Because I've had it where it's not even that I'm like super tired yeah. or it's too dark, but like the day is changing into night and yeah. then there's like stuff in front of me and it, like it just comes together at exactly the right point yeah. when you're running at a certain angle to look like something else. And it, and it can, and and you're it, like, your mind does it, weird your, things yeah, to you. Yeah, your brain's like, that can't possibly be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or it's doing things to you because it's like, you need to stop because this right. is not natural right. for most, yeah. for people in general just to keep going like that. So it, it does weird things to you, like make you think you're hurting when you're not or make you see things and you're just like, it's just trying to get you to quit because the other thing you can't do is weird things like math, right? It's like, oh, next stage station's like six miles and you're like, that doesn't make sense <laughs> for no reason. And the person's telling you like, aid station, aid station. and. You yeah, just can't every do aid basic station. things. Just can't comprehend. <laughs> They'll yeah. be like, the next aid station is whatever yeah. distance away. And you're like, all right. <laughs> or they tell you the time of day, and you're like, no, 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 it can't be that time of day. And you're like, no, it is. So, what do you think some of the benefits are that you've found with ultra running? Um, well, for one, it just it, it made me increase my mileage for sure, right? So, you know, just overall health in general is, a, you know, it's good for that. Um, I do a lot of reading. I get really nerdy about things that I like. Um, so I do a lot of reading and, you know, the, the science behind running is really catching up to the bot, like, to what they thought was going on in the 80s and, you know, stuff. And it was mostly just like, well, this is hearsay. It can't be good for you. It's like the whole, like, popping knuckles thing. Or mom's like, oh, you're going to get arthritis. Well, if the science caught up and they're like, no, you're not. Like, it hasn't shown it in 40 years. So... Same with ultra running, like, oh, you're gonna have bad knees and you're gonna like take 10 years off your life, all these things. And and yeah, that stuff can happen, but those are the people that like don't do the things the right way. You know, you you see it in ultra runners, it's really weird. You'll see people race a marathon literally every weekend for like nine months straight. And you're like, that is not good for you. But you see them and they're like shuffling through 50 miles and it takes them 12, 14 hours. And you're like, dude, that is, you can see they're hurting. That kind of stuff, yeah, absolutely is not good for you. but. The benefits out of that is this really made me, I mean, that helps, obviously, and then, I don't know, it really gave me a good spark to, like, actually care about the training that I do. Right. You know, when I was a kid in track, I was really good at it, um, you know, and I put some effort to it, but you're 10, 12, you know, in high school I cared, and I got an injury in high school, so I didn't pursue it past 10th grade, um, but now it, like, gave me something, like, to look forward to as far as, like, okay, it's going to hurt today because I've got, like, yesterday, my my um, uh, my uh, training plan had me on a two mile warm up, six mile up tempo run where every mile you increase your speed by 15 to 20 seconds. So by the so by the end you're like kind of hurting and then like a three mile cool down. Right. But you could see the progression, you know, after you know a few weeks to a month and, yeah. and everything like that. So that's probably the best benefit. Is just it gave me something back. I really really. Didn't know I enjoyed, you know, yeah. uh, but I knew I liked running. I just would do five or six pretty easy, didn't really care. And um, I mean, I enjoyed it, but now like, I'm back to loving it, which is great. Right. For me too, like the mental health aspect yeah, of absolutely. it is so important. Um, the time to like think about mm -hmm. your day and for sure. clear your head. And the nice thing is for like my family in our situation, like it's my thing. My wife's not a runner. 
Uh, my son, uh, he's nine, and he's kind of interested in it. He's really good for his age. You know, probably genetically I had it too at the time, and he, I just never really did anything with it. Um, but I've pushed him. He's done a couple 5Ks and stuff like that. He's actually not bad. He's, he was seven when he did his first one. He ran it like 29 minutes. That's I mean, I was way like, amazing. I so my daughter did hers in 43. Yeah. Seven, but she's seven. We, we also, <laughs> now to be fair, we cheated. We did it at Disneyland, like Captain okay. America 5K. So like Spider-Man's flying around. Right. You know I mean, like there's all these distractions. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Yeah. So like that was, you know, Vader's on the course, like throwing right. things at people. So I mean, like <laughs> that helps, you know. Um, but we've done a couple of ones and he, he tends to enjoy it. But That's for awesome. our family situation, like it's it's my thing. So like I've got work and I've got family and I've got that. So like that's my thing away from, and I like group running. I like being around other people, yes. but socially like who I run with is not usually the same people because who I work with don't care. Right. And my family's like, I don't want anything to do with that. So they come out, they support, you know, here and there for some of these runs. And Sounds like my life over here. This is my life story. <laughs> I know, yeah. It's a lot of people I know, so uh, I'm trying to get more people into it. I've got one guy that I'm going to take on a trail run on a Saturday for his, like, kind of first one, really. And I'm like, all right, man, so let's go do this. He's like, all right. And he's run marathons and stuff, so uh, this will be his first time kind of coming I'm out. I'm a converted road runner, so yeah. I, I rode. And that's what I was. I rode ran yeah. for... Uh, six years I want to yeah. say and then I did the Cowtown 50k was my first ultra okay. but that is a road yeah it 50K is isn't it? okay uh, in Fort Worth Texas and I really started running trail when we just got here in June I mean I'd run trails you know it's just, yeah it's not the same like these are these are mountain yeah, trails they're mountain tra they're not like those Texas trails I'll tell no, you that much. no no those um, are rolling these are climbing yeah. <laughs> but man the reward you get at the top of those yeah. mountains. Yeah, it's totally uh, different. The effort you put in is worth the crappy beer that you right. get at the end, you know, the, you know, that's the thing about ultras, you, you don't do it for, there's no swag really. Yeah. I mean, you get, you, you have to buy the shirt extra, if you want yeah. it. And sometimes you get to the end, they're like, here's a cup. You're like, sweet. <laughs> uh, you know, the 100 miles you get belt buckles and like that's kind of the thing of it. Um, yeah. So that's pretty cool. At JFK um, they did medals, but it's yeah. very simple. It's right. just a basically like a large JFK coin yeah. with the rope on I've it. I've seen a couple of those. I've got one for like the <laughs> and Badger all Mountain. The same. And yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you don't really get a whole, whole lot out of it. Um, I, I've top three to the couple things and you usually get like a printed picture or something. I'm like, yeah. that's fine. You know, I'm not really there for much else, but. So do you have any advice for anybody who is looking to get into this for the first time? For ultra running yeah. or just running in general? Yeah. Well, just we could we could stick to ultras, yeah. Uh, honestly, it's gonna be you I think know you have to already be interested in running in general. For sure, yeah. You, you kind of have to have that spark of like you know I can do 10k or a half marathon or something, but I I like being away. There are races that are not you know 50 miles and up. You know I mean there are trail half marathons and there are trail 10k. So like you can find them. They're a little more challenging. I would definitely um, start there. But start there. Uh, if you are on the cusp, you do, you've do. you done some 13 or 14s, you don't really like city running, but you're like, oh, I kind of like the idea of this ultra thing, because ultras start anything technically over a marathon, so most of it starts at 50K, which is only about four more miles. Um, so if you can do 26, you can physically do 30. It's just going to take you longer. you got to be accepting of like walking, because it's hilly, and they're meant to be hard. Um, Power hiking. Power hiking, yeah. I, wh That's I've what we call walking. That's when you're walking up a mountain. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're trying to walk fast. It's still just 
because it's actually it points faster than trying to run it and you use less energy. So there's some you know science behind it. And mm -hmm. you can you can um, massage your muscles with your hands yeah. while you're going. It's so weird. Or it's change so weird the angle you're walking and use yeah. different muscle groups. Like if something's really really sore, you can kind of like lean back and use more glutes and stuff. But uh, but I, I've talked to a couple people that were like semi interested and I you know and. Uh, most of the time I tell them like start with what you're comfortable with especially for like females there are a lot of females that I've that I've talked to their question about it is uh you know you're out there you're alone they feel a little weird about it maybe not insecure but you know you know how it is and even guys some guys too are like I don't know that I really want to be out there by myself and like you do kind of do that you know start with trails that are going to be like more in a city like um, uh, urban trail in the city of, in DuPont there's a lot of good urban there's trails. A, there's a really good uh, half marathon marathon they do in October and February in DuPont yes. uh, and it's it, they're used all the time by people there's gonna be people in the course walking around while you're That's there where I point defiance would be point probably. defiance oh, has point a 50k really in October great. which is we did awesome that last October uh, and it's yeah and they do a 10k 30k yep. 50k cannot recommend highly enough uh, yeah. the it's aid great. stations were exactly where they needed to be they were great the course is tough but not impossible they make it fun yeah, yeah. they make it fun. That's a good they one. I've done that it, one too they have it kind of silly set up yeah. Uh, with like names, they yeah. name all the hard parts. So yeah, like that straight down oh, part of the, the rope. Oh, that's the worst with the rope. I, I get rope burn. I've done it twice. <laughs> I get rope burn both times, and I'm like. I think the most important <laughs> thing for people who want to switch to ultra is that if you are super pace conscious, throw it out. Throw it out the window, because like you're saying is like you're just now getting into like trying to work on pace and yeah. I know that one of the reasons I wanted to switch is because I wanted to stop having like yeah in road marathons there's this thing about like what's your PR how yeah. fast are you running like Gotta all keep this a stuff steady and then whatever in seven ultra running mile. it's did you finish yeah yeah awesome yeah and that's the one Welcome thing I to the club that's one thing I loved about <laughs> it was it, it turned from things like being competitive against others and more about like the social it was socially more of a like a family community thing because it is like the weird people oh, in the family that so like weird. hang out together and they're just like don't really care how well they did they care about like did you do well or did yeah. you have fun did you finish you know and, and like she was saying like I'm more concerned about pace but even in my pace is out the window because different sections are gonna be harder I'm more worried about now like just make the aid station about this right. time and maybe I'll catch it up later or not but again like I have you're like four years in. Yeah, what so, would I yeah. like to do versus like what I'll probably do, right? You know, and, uh, and and that's fine. Like this would be a great day, but if I'm not feeling it, I'm okay with, you know, I mean, some of those, like I have a race next month, right? I want, I would like to do under 10 hours on this 100K and it's going to average about six and a half miles an hour for the whole thing. But if I finish in like 11 and a half, that's an hour and a half difference. I'm like, I'm fine with that. And so, and that's a mass difference, you know, for most people. So. That's a good, that's a positive yeah. to get out of some of well, the we were so excited road we, running stuff. The JFK, you have to do it in 13 hours. Yeah. And so our goal, everyone's like, what's your goal? What's your goal? Especially all our road friends. Like, what are you, what are you yeah. trying to get? And we're like, 1259 59 <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whatever. And we ended up doing 11.55. And so we were yeah. just on cloud nine. Like, we did it. We yep. beat our time goal by an hour. Yeah. And everybody's like, yeah, but your time goal, was that really to realistic? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> they make it that way for a reason. Yeah, I've got time goals now. Like, but, I, you know, I want to be a little more competitive and stuff for some things. Like, the big races, like the one next month, like, I'm not going to finish before any of these pros. 
I'm not worried about that though. It's more like, how well do I want to do here? Other ones, I don't care because I might use it for like um, a good, you know, build up for what I'm really worried about. Like, so I have mm -hmm. two major races this year I'm concerned about. Everything in the middle will just be, well, I need 50 miles to get ready for this. So I'll sign up for that one and I'll see what I can do, but I'm not going to push it because I don't want to injure myself, right? You know, I, I want to be able to train in two days. So it's really just for the miles. So, you know, for the most part, most of them I kind of don't care. I have personal goals one day. It's like, oh, I'd like to do this one day. So maybe I'll try it on that one. But other than that, you're out there for the bucket list race or whatever. Like Bucket I, list races are so mm -hmm. hard in ultra running. Yeah. I, if I do get into Western States, you know, one day I'm going to keep doing and trying to get in. If I, Whenever I do, if I... My goal would be under 24 hours would be great because you get a different belt buckle. Under 20 hours would just be like if I'm having a perfect day kind of thing. Other than that, it's just going to be finishing the time limit to say you did it. No one asks, you know, the next year like, oh, what did you do in Western States? No. You're just, just going like, to wear oh the belt God, buckle and everyone's Western like, States. oh, you've done Western States, you know. And, uh, and that's really what the concern is. It's not like, oh, I've run Houston. Oh, what did you run it in is generally like the next question versus yeah. ultras is like, oh, I've run this race. And it's more like how was it like did you finish that's amazing yeah how did you like the volcanic 50 yeah. you know how did i like this you know my time's kind of irrelevant it's so it's definitely a different mindset yeah it's fun you can see some gorgeous <laughs> areas um, meet some interesting people it and it's beautiful. just yeah it's different yeah so thank you yeah for talking to us no problem or just mostly like reminiscing with me and yeah. talking to Jason. <laughs> That's usually what these become, or you just kind of like go off yeah. on these like, these adventures you've done and things like that. No, so. that's, all, that's, yeah. that's what we, we like these we like the conversation. discussions yeah. to be yeah. about, about our, our members who mm -hmm. do some really interesting and cool things outside yeah. of the military. So that's kind of sure. the things yeah, we're I trying appreciate to it. focus on. So, so yeah, cool. Awesome, well, thanks. I hope to see everyone out on the trail. Me too. All right. All right. You won't see me. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be at the end waiting for us. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you.